So I saw a really, really funny stat the other day. Well, not really stat. It was an observation really about the Sunday night games. 49ers, Broncos. Broncos beat the 49ers 11 to 10. It's already a really, really bizarre score. Um, that same day, yesterday on Sunday, the Padres actually played a game in Denver, and the score of that game was 13-6. <laughs> well, at least one of those games got some uh, was high scoring. <laughs> so, what, 21 total points for the football game, 19 total points in the MLB game? It's a... Uh, it's pretty interesting, but man, there is some ugly football going on. Uh, but also just with the ugly football, it's really been beautiful results. So this has been kind of a bizarre year. You know, like the Bucks are pretty sloppy. The Rams are pretty sloppy. The 49ers are pretty sloppy. The Broncos are pretty sloppy. Just some really, the Packers are really sloppy. But fun games overall. Every every single one, man. And we, we've, we've talked about it a few times, like... I think the worst, the worst slate that we had was like the first half of last week during the one o'clocks. But even the second half of those first games were incredible. And last yesterday, you know, Sunday was just wild, start to finish, outside of uh, the Sunday night game, of course. But uh, just every single game, wild, wild, wild. Right? It's just crazy. But so my question for you about this Sunday night game, um, just too awful quarterback performances. Um, Jimmy G last week just looked like the savior for the 49ers. And then this week, man, stepping out of the back of the end zone, getting the safety, just not being able to throw down field. And it is funny. You know, Jimmy G literally just played in the NFC Championship last year. He wasn't very good in it. You know, and, and the 49ers clearly were, were, were spending the whole offseason trying to make Trey Lance their guy because they knew kind of Jimmy G wasn't this guy. But on the other side of the ball, so I kind of expected this from Jimmy G. Uh, but on the other side of the ball, Russell Wilson, dude, I, I, you know I traded for him in fantasy. I oh yeah, I think I made a huge mistake. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, you kind of just to touch back on the fucking hilarious thing of him stepping out of the end zone. I think the most ultimate uh, ultimate troll move would be if. Dan Orlovsky like sent a trophy or like got that photo printed like maybe did a collage of him running out of the end zone and signed it and sent it to Jimmy G. I know I know that's a big weight lifted off his shoulder, but yeah, uh, uh, for me both of these teams like one and two, two and one, a lot of question marks, a lot of disappointment. Who out of those two teams do you think you know? should be in like more panic mode. Like who going forward has the most shit to kind of correct and fix and, and who will finish, I guess, worse, worse, or just not even get close to getting it done between the Broncos and 49ers. Yeah. Oh, I think it's hundred percent of the Broncos. Um, just because 49ers, I know have the coaching. Um, I think they both kind of, if you think about it, they can really have the same situations going on. Shitty quarterback play, uh, Broncos defense looked terrible with the first game. Their defense is back, though. Their defense looks yeah. good. They they absolutely needed it because obviously the the the, the anticipation was going to be play great defense and let Russ win some games. And, right. You know, and you know some of these teams, um, obviously we're we're really seeing the effects of a smaller preseason. Yeah, we might have some less injuries, but there's still a ton mounting. Uh, but it's just it's sloppy. It's exciting, but it's still sloppy nonetheless. Right. Yep. And um, 
I don't know. What, what, what about you? If, if I had to gamble right now, which of these teams is going to make the playoffs, I'd bet on the 49ers all day, even with the record. Um, I think I would have to disagree, and I hate to say that, only because I think as a whole the Broncos can still find a way to kind of slide in. Um, just, and I hate their quarterback or the coach, but when you just talk about having a shit ton of question marks, I think there's still enough faith for um, – uh, Russell Wilson to maybe help them win in just enough games to slide in there, um, but if but both teams should just be in high alert right now. Yeah, they got they have a lot. Both have a lot, a lot of work to do. Yep, I totally agree. Um, but yeah, that game was just brutal. I, I I got about halfway through the second quarter and I'm just like, fuck this, I can't watch this anymore. So I turned on Game of Thrones. Um, I watched some of the highlights. The thing that just really worries me about Russell Wilson is his passes look so bad. It's like he's lost a little zip on the ball. For sure, but what he did is something he's always at least been able to do. Maybe not as pretty or exciting, but found a way to drive down late and get the win. Uh, the, the Niners right now, the biggest, they, they just lost Trent Brown over left, left tackle. So depending on how long and serious that injury is, you know, they were marching right down, able to uh, you know get George Kittle involved in the game. But, you know, he's, I get he's a great blocker, but you also it's almost more important for him to be involved in the passing game and the run game than like just be able to mix it up other than just having him block. Yeah. As good as a blocker as he is. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Um, some of these other games, uh, one game that really kind of just <laughs> didn't blow my mind, but uh, so this Titans Raiders game, Titans obviously won 24 to 22. Uh, I think these are two really bad teams. But one thing that absolutely blew my mind is I can tell, and this is this is just classic. Um, why am I blanking on the coach of the Titans' name? Uh, I'm Vrabel. I was telling you guys this week, I'm like a boomer when it comes to names on this podcast for some reason. <laughs> but Vrabel uh, is, he had seven targets to Derrick Henry. I guarantee you, if you go back and look at every one of Derrick Henry's games, I'll bet maybe the closest he's ever gotten is like five. So they're clearly, and you know what? This is what I've been saying about the Titans for a long time and Derrick Henry. If you want to make Derrick Henry work and you're already paying him a lot of money, you have to find a way to incorporate him into the passing game. Even if he's not that good at it, the modern NFL, you can't just have like an Adrian Peterson anymore that literally can't catch the ball. It doesn't work anymore. Yeah, the uh, it was uh, I was laughing so hard because uh, Derek had messaged the group uh, specifically, kind of tagged you in it on Derek Henry's first catch, and it was just like little late down, like check, late check down, and he almost dropped it, and it, but he still got it. But yeah, it's important. You know, I was anticipating about thirty touches for him, which he came pretty damn close. Um, what a, like as a gambler in this game, um, the Raiders are just gave away so many points, missed couple kicks. Uh, Marched right down the field, muffed it away down inside the 10-15. Matt Collins, what a great, what a great play, what a great game from him. Fortunately, they did just enough to uh, help me some in some DFS with Hollins, but cover the over. But man, it was it was an ugly it was an ugly game. And and what what do you make of Devontae Adams? Like obviously in in Green Bay, if he ever had under seven catches, it's because they were blowing the fucking doors off everybody and now we have seven catches i think in two games which is you know i think he overall like 12 13 14 points somewhere in there maybe 15 but yeah. that's a dud for him like is is you for i don't know there's a couple of receivers we're going to talk about 
it's kind of scary. It's, it's unnerving a little bit. Yeah, I, so I think people were expecting uh, uh, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams to just instantly have this chemistry. Guys, they haven't played in 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, that, that was the thing that always blew my mind. It's like they played together at Fresno State. Who cares? It's been a decade. Like, Devontae Adams is a completely different receiver than he was in, in Fresno State. Derek Carr is a completely different quarterback than he was at Fresno State. I always thought it was way overplayed that they were just going to be able to pick up right where they left off from college. I think I think it takes time to develop um, chemistry. The, the, un, the unspoken shit, like when yeah. you just look at him and like, I'll run this. Yep. You know, I, I think people are watching a little too much uh, Lifetime, maybe Netflix, where people just find each other after 20 years and they hit it off without a, without a, you know, skipping a beat. Yep, I agree. Yeah, and... <laughs> Josh McDaniels, man, this 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 uh, this Raiders team is a mess. By the way, they're, they're the only zero and three team, um, which just shows how kind of just crazy the NFL is this year. Normally, by this time, there'd be several zero and three teams, three at two, three, sometimes even four. Um, but you know, the fact that there's only one, it just it just shows. Uh, I don't think this is the worst team in the league, but I think it's definitively not a playoff team. And the Josh McDaniels thing, I've been saying it all off season. This is this thing's not going to work. I don't get what they were really trying to do here. Um, especially, you know what? I think he's shown some some prowess, but the second that he agreed to and then left the Colts job before he even began it, like that's some childish shit right there. Um, yeah. And yeah. I just I, I think a lot of teams kind of blacklisted him for that. And <laughs> maybe the Raiders, the Raiders just being the Raiders, trying to make an edgy hire, and uh, I don't know if it's going to work out trying to do anything to kind of pump some life and energy into that franchise. Yep. Yep. Um, Eagles are going into last week. We talked about it on the podcast last week. We, I, I said, you know, that I think Buffalo, we thought was definitively the best team. I don't know anymore, man. I think I'm starting to lean towards the Eagles. I'm still putting Buffalo at number one, but the Eagles are easily my number two team. Just absolutely smashing the Commanders. Uh, Jalen Hurts, holy shit. This this guy might... I know Lamar's running away with it right now, but I think Jalen Hurts inevitably is the better passer, and um, I I am fucking scared of Jalen Hurts. If, if he can keep this up, it's it, it might be unbeatable. Yeah, he's definitely... He's, I love to see it, because like, he actually made a bunch of, again, like big-time throws, not just like... You know, exploiting the defense, like you know, messing up or you know, trying to overcompensate for somewhere else. He's actually making big time throws, and again, three forty and three touchdowns. Uh, he only had five carries, uh, but so he's not running the ball. It's not that, that offense, which is like different than Baltimore. It's not predicated on the quarterback having to make plays with his legs, right? Um, and obviously, the biggest surprise is just how dominant they are in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Um, my question for you here, because uh, obviously Carson Wentz fucking struggled. They going in, we're all talking about uh, Flacco, Tua, and um, Carson Wentz being up in the top, top of the quarterbacks as far as like yards and production. So Carson Wentz went thirty and twenty eight, I think, weeks one and two. But going forward, are you anticipating more of the first two weeks from Carson Wentz this week, or kind of like a hybrid of both? I think a hybrid of both. What you see is what you get out of Carson Wentz. He's a Jameis Winston-esque player. He is going to look lights out at times, and then he's just going to look absolutely terrible. Um, I think he hasn't been this really uh, 
clean passer and and like MVP guy since that one season with the Eagles, his second year in the NFL. Um, this is what you get with Carson Wentz, and I still think the Commanders can win with him. I do, um, but <laughs> not the way he played the Eagles. But at the same time, I think the Eagles are one of the best defenses in the NFL. So um, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't blame him too much. But he got sacked nine times, nine times. Yeah, that's that's wild. Just a wild statistic. So it's going to be something very interesting, kind of going forward. Uh, obviously, Washington was, you know, obviously they're 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 missing Chase Young as much shit as I talk on him, but they, they're going to have to figure something out because they, you know, it, they have to be able to give Carson Wentz the option to kind of carry the team at times, but they cannot solely rely on him, or else they'll they'll find themselves in the cellar very quick. Right. Yep. Um. Yep, completely agreed. All right, Jesus, you want to talk about a game that I uh, almost died from? I think I, I think I legitimately almost died from the Lions Vikings game. Uh, Vikings squeak it out, twenty eight twenty four. Holy shit, the Lions are actually really really good. That's my interpretation of this game. Uh, I, I and I'm st- and, and I'm either the Lions are really good or the Lions are not or the Vikings are not any good. <laughs> Because they kicked their ass for three quarters. They really did. If you look at the statistics, they kicked their ass. Yeah, I mean, the, you guys had two, not one, but two double-digit point comebacks. So it was a 14 nothing, then 24-14. Um, but you, ha- you have to at least love the, like, the resilience and the fight that you guys have over there. Obviously, it was great to come back, especially after you guys took a loss at home against the, Viking, uh, against the Lions last year. Uh, so if you're if you're thinking about this one, so when the, I was trying to compare the Lions to kind of like when you're in that that perfect like almost like not perfect zone but a little bit too drunk and you have a nice hookup and then you know you just you get there and you're getting to it but you're, it's like drunk sex and you just can't finish like and <laughs> that's frustrating that's that's what the Lions have continued to do like we saw it a lot last year and not that they're super talented but is this. Um, is this more of like a kudos to the Vikings or shame on the Lions on this one? Because they're still outperforming what we're, everyone's expecting. Yeah, um, I think this is – I actually think this is kudos to the Lions. Or, uh, sorry, I, I think it's shame on the Vikings. Um, and I'm starting to think that the Vikings are not as good of a team as I thought they were week one. Um, they just have a lot of weakness, just, just glaring weaknesses. Their defense is not that good. Um, and honestly – the game plan that worked so well in the Packers game, it has really crumbled the last two weeks. Um, and maybe this is a, maybe this is a, a rookie head coach who really has barely called plays. He didn't call plays in L.A. He called them in Washington, but um, he's trying to call plays and be the head coach. And maybe he's taking on too much right now. I do think KOC Kevin O'Connell get, gets it together, but I'm worried for them in the long in, in the in the long in the short term. I do think they will get it better. This 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 could be a really good team down the stretch. But yeah, brand new coaching staff, first time coach. You know, he's, he's, it was bound to be some rust. Not everyone could be yeah. Mike McDaniel's. <laughs> yeah, and, and honestly, that's it's you know kind of touching back on Devonte Adams, like him and J- Justin Jefferson, massive monster days opening opening week, and double duds for both of them. You know, so as far as their standards are. Uh, it, and obviously, Dalvin injury. Like, obviously, you know, you you'd, uh, talked about it's his, uh, you know, post fumble fake. But there has there has to be some concern going forward. But at least uh, Alexander Madison looked good again. You know, kind of filling in that role. Um, and obviously, with uh, 
uh, Brandon Brister, we had all talked. So as of right now, what you've seen through the first three weeks, who are you more, who would you be more comfortable with a coach, Kevin O'Connell or Doug Peterson? Uh, Doug, I mean, Doug Peterson, geez. Doug Holy Pe- shit, right? Doug Peterson is, I think, I think Doug Peterson might be a fucking stud and we might as well just go right into this Jags game. How funny okay. is it, Marcus, that we had this conversation last week uh, where I where I cl- we closed out the podcast literally by me b- bringing up DVOA. I said I was absolutely shocked at the DVOA num- numbers so far because the Jags were reporting at number two, and we all kind of laughed about it. We're like, you know what? We're, we're going to need some more numbers on this to go out and just hammer the Chargers, who barely squeaked by a, a really good Chiefs team. You know, probably like a 12-13 win t- Chiefs team. Um, Doug Peterson's the real fucking deal, man. He's the real deal. It's it's so wild because remember he obviously led Philly to the Super Bowl with Carson Wentz, who got hurt, brought in you know Big Dick Nick, and then all of a sudden two years later he's gone and out the bucket. But man, I I can't steal your thunder, but your pooper term for Jacksonville, <laughs> bring it on because that was glorious. The teal curtain, baby. The I, fucking teal curtain. I think they need to adopt this name. The, the Jags are playing lights out defense. And uh, yeah, it's the teal curtain. It came out of nowhere. I'm I, I'm still, I'm very curious to see how this whole thing play, plays out overall. And I'm still a little bit skeptical because why, how, how could he not be? This is a team that we were talking about definitively one of the worst teams in the NFL going into the year. We were pretty confident about that. Everyone was. <laughs> And now all of a sudden this defense comes out of nowhere. Where did it come from? And you 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 guys even got one of their throwaways that made your defense considerably better that I thought was a that I thought was a really stupid, you know, uh drop for them and I just don't understand where this is coming from with this team. I know exactly where it came from. It came from the exact place that the Chargers defense just left. So they just traded spots. How like embarrassing i'm truthfully not sure what i'm i'd be more embarrassed about um the defense their performance or hey like come on you can't have a we there's no reason in the world that justin herbert should have been playing so i get it he still finished with a pretty solid stat line but you saw so many plays early on where he couldn't do what he normally does which also led to a lot of early turnovers and points going the other way right just shocked all over and it can it might be time to you know push the the panic button there on the chargers because they, they were one play away from losing to vegas opening week which puts them at zero and three versus the versus the raiders oh i'm 100 pushing the panic button on the chargers uh first of all i mean this this uh injury that um herbert's dealing with you know these rib injuries they, they don't just go away and and they, they can be re-aggravated so easily um that's worrisome for me and I just don't think Staley's the guy. I mean, he's just, I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, how can you not get it done at this point with this team? It's, it's, it's unfathomable, but like also on top of that, I'm sorry, but when your quarterback's kind of banged up, Austin Eckler had like eight, eight or nine touches and four of them were carries. He was out carried. They absolutely had to rely on him and they, and they needed to devise a scheme where, Herbert wasn't going to be open to taking shots, and that just didn't happen. Like he wasn't at full strength, complete total fuck up on their end. Yeah, yep. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so Doug Peterson, I believe, do the Jags play the play Philly next week? 
Uh, I can tell you in just one second. They play. They are at Philly next week. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. I mean, I fully expect Philly to roll the Jags, but man, that I'm kind of curious to see how that one plays out. You know, it's oh, it's kind of funny that you brought that up. If you told me going into Week One that fucking Eagles and Jaguars was going to be like a must watch game to kind of like feel out these two. I would laugh at you and spit in your face. I'm sure absurd. Both like, it's a big game. Like how can, can the Jags keep it up? Uh, how good are they? Can Philly keep it up? How like with, I don't know. It's who, who knew that like a real test would be Jacksonville and Philly. It's wild. Mind blowing. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, this Packers, the Packers Bucks game. Uh, one thing I'm not quite understanding about some news that's trickling out today. So maybe you can shed some more light on it because I don't think I quite understand the controversy. But I guess Aaron Rodgers is claiming that he learned something from the jumbotron. Do you know anything about this? It's called. They're all calling it like jumbotron gate. I know absolutely nothing about it. The only uh, off the field thing that I saw from that game was the the bee the beehive swarm on the goalpost. Um, so I'm, it's news to me. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, apparently Aaron Rodgers saw something, um, going, going into the, the final touchdown and then he, he noticed it and then the jumbotron like highlighted it and he went over and he talked to the ref about it. And then the, so the ref was super on it the next, the next play. And that's how they got the delay of game penalty. That's that, that, that's, that's what I'm gathering. It's honestly, so in that context, because I haven't read anything on it, for me, it definitely has to be uh, the the delay game that should have been a delay game to play before yeah. on the touchdown. So maybe there is just a, a, a delay, slightly delay there. Uh, so if he if he saw that, because uh, for anyone watching that game, I go, oh, fuck, delay game. And then all of a sudden they score a touchdown. So if, if Aaron Rodgers noticed that, because obviously he's – his best way to see the whole play of everything is on the jumbotron. Kudos to him, and that's a massive vet move. Yeah, <laughs> it is, like, man. It's just just a classic Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, a, a, a rivalry. By the way, that Tom Brady is absolutely dominated. But um, my 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 uh, takeaway from this game is I still don't think either of these teams are that great. I really don't like the 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 Bucks are have a fucking tremendous defense. Um, but Tom Brady has looked really sketchy this year. It's funny because Tom Brady's been playing these games where he really does. He just kind of throws check down passes, doesn't throw a lot of downfield. He's he's a genius at what he does, but no other quarterback could pull off the way that he plays. And going going into the final couple seconds of that game, how 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 he snuck that ball into uh, what's his name's hands to to almost tie up the game. Did you see that pass? That little sidearm to. Um, Who's the who's their third receiver? Uh, Russell Gage. Yeah, Russell Gage. That that pass was insane. Such a tight window, and so he he'll look unimpressive, 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 and then he'll make plays like that that make me think, man, this guy could play for another ten years. <laughs> well, you know, and I was we were watching the game, and I was kind of just talking about like what's they were like, oh, how do these guys play for so long, and what's good for them is they actually have took taken the time to kind of learn concepts and how your line's blocking. And that's how they're not getting sacked that often, especially as they get older. And that's what allows them to do that. But the biggest thing, like outside of both of these guys, not having any receivers, the biggest factor, which is why I did take green Bay 
was the left tackle position. Bakhtiari comes back and plays, which is a huge comfort for Aaron Rodgers. And Donovan Smith, like, he doesn't play. And, and it, we saw it early and often. A couple, like, terrible. He, there was a sack on Tom Brady, uh, which he kind of got spun down. Not only did uh, Tampa chip with the tight end, but that, that left tackle was just so scared and out of position. Like, it, it looked like if they asked us to go play left tackle and learn something at, in that very second. He was so out of position and not knowing what's going on, which also contributes to a lot of the short passes. Sure. Uh, but they need Donovan, Donovan Smith back, and there's no question in the world about that. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I really do think, you know, a lot of these NFC powerhouses from last year, I'm just not that impressed with. Uh, the Packers are certainly one of them. I think the Bucks inevitably, I, they were just so beat up, man. Um, so beat up. I, I think full strength Bucks gets gets that game done, and I'm still just not impressed with the Packers. Although I, I do got to tell you, I do think from a fantasy perspective, Aaron Rodgers has found his boy, uh, Mr. Romeo Dobbs, who is the guy that I was betting on going into the season. Um, eight targets, eight catches, and that's what you want to see out of a, out of a Aaron Rodgers guy that's emerging. If he throws you eight times, you better be catching it eight. You, you better be catching it eight times because that's how Aaron Rodgers starts to build rapport with you. You you have to you have to continuously make plays. A thousand percent, thousand percent with you there. The Saints Panthers game was so weird. Um, what were the Saints doing trotting out Jameis Winston with his broke literally a broken back? Um, uh, <laughs> I I think the Saints are. I, I, I was kind of high on the Saints. I, th- I thought they'd probably win nine nine games, maybe even sneak into the playoffs. I am totally off that train. Um, I think at this point, Andy Dalton needs to start because Jameis Winston just looks fucking terrible. Um, and if, if Matt Rule gets a win against you, then you're a bad team. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I, it's not going to cool off Matt Rule's hot seat. I think what was terrible for the Saints, obviously Michael Thomas goes down late, but Jarvis Landry, I haven't caught up on, like, the extent of that ankle injury. But it was a tough, tight window. It was very unfortunate. He might have broke his ankle catching that ball from Jameis Lowe, which is and obviously is great to see Chris Olav, you know, kind of getting getting into his groove. But if if they lose one or two two of those receivers for an extent of time, that defense is going to have to be be even better than what we thought it would be in the preseason. But they haven't even sniffed that. Like sixty, they're giving up twenty points a game, and that's. They, it should be a lot more. Yeah. Yep. Completely agree. Completely agree. But yeah, Christian McCaffrey has a 100-yard game. Still isn't getting really any feeds from the passing game, which is a little bit curious. I mean, how do you have that guy and just not try to use him? I don't care, man. Like, you know, I, I believe in, in giving a guy reps if they need it for an injury. But I don't believe in babying guys. And if that's what they're doing with Christian McCaffrey, you got you to find a way to, to utilize. Or maybe they're saving him till the end of the year, but why? Because this team isn't making the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's also it's weird because my, my thoughts and anticipation for him this season was going to be in that 10-15 carry, but 7 to 10 catches, 6 to, six to 10 catches. And it's been the opposite. Obviously, week one was very limited, and they're maybe yeah, they are working it. But he has to be in the pass game, but... You know, another game, 25 carries, 100-plus. So that was solid, but he's someone that absolutely has to be in the pass game. Like, if they like Chuba Hubbard enough, maybe they need to start flirting with those two back sets. Yeah. I I, I, I don't even think Chuba's a guy. I think you go with uh, uh, what's-his-name out of Texas. 
Um, the back, um, the I'm, backup I'm, for Derrick Henry last year. Yeah, I'm, I'm blanking. I, I, dude, oh, I, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm blanking on. I'm getting that old man shit with you right now too. Dude, I, I'm, I apologize. Uh, Dante, Dante Foreman. Dante, Dante. For our uh, listeners, I don't know what happens to me. I'm actually not. I'm pretty bad with names, but every time I start up with this pod. Uh, I, for whatever reason, I can't remember guys that I have, I, I could say your name seven times. And the second that I start the pod rolling, I'm going to forget your name. <laughs> you called me, you called me Jody three times exactly. earlier. So well, you look like a Jody. You look like a Jody. <laughs> I feel like one <laughs> Colts chiefs. I think probably the, probably the biggest surprise of the week, uh, for me, well, probably Jags, but I, I don't, I don't know. I might actually be more blown away by this Colts win over the chiefs. Um, because the Colts have just looked fucking terrible. Uh, what do you think went into this in this Bienemy Mahomes thing? Wow, what what are your thoughts on that shit? Yeah, so I'm 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 actually still with you there. For me, it's definitely the Jet. If anyone's more surprised about anything other than the Jags fucking steamrolling the Chargers on the road, they're lying. Uh, you know, f- four touchdowns. But this game, I, I, it's not that I was super surprised. Obviously, there's still a lot, but like the the Chiefs handed away a lot of it, but. The biggest story really is that that feud. Like, is, is blood boiling? Why are why are they not um, agreeing on this? Like, they, you shouldn't have those type of fights. And so, some of the last ones where guys, you know, star quarterbacks were having issues was in New England, and it didn't finish well. And you know, Josh McDaniels left shortly after that for the first time. But there, there's no reason for like that disagreement. They they should have a more meshed relationship. That should never happen. So that that's very concerning for the Chiefs going forward. Well, especially Patrick Mahomes, he doesn't seem like he's a hard guy to get along with. He he actually no. see look look at his look at his fucking brother <laughs> and look, look at look at his look at his you know wife and, and say whatever you want. Like I think those guys are probably pretty hard people to get along with. And the fact that he those are the two closest people in in uh, in Patrick Mahomes' life. I think Patrick Mahomes is a really easygoing guy, really easy to get along with, and it's weird to me. That they got they got into a feud so openly like that. It, was, it looked like a bad fight. Yeah, for, yeah, it's ugly, and, and I I get it because earlier on, obviously they had some field goal struggles, which I, I believe it was on the fourth down, which is the, where that happened. He's like, I want to go for it and they kick a field goal. And then remember earlier, uh, I get it. The Chiefs did miss two field goals, but the fucking fourth down fake field goal was so embarrassingly atrocious. Like if I you know at that point I'm like. If we're going to do some stupid shit like that, we're better off with me having the ball other than faking a fourth and 10 for, and having your, your, your holder throw it out to uh, you know, a backup, tight, backup guard or tight end who is running a stupid route like in the flats right. on fourth and 10. That was, that was awful, awful in every aspect. Yep. Totally agree. Uh, are the Colts back? I, I think there's, for me, they're still too banged up, but it's a huge win for them. Um, Obviously, they needed to be two and zero going into that game, and three and zero be a lot better because they have a very, very tough stretch going forward. Darius Leonard needs to get back and healthy, but they have to rely on Jonathan Taylor work his ass down to the bone. Um, but this is kind of more of the the team I expected to see from Indy: play good defense, force turnovers, uh, which was Mahomes' first pick of the year. But you have to heavily rely on Jonathan Taylor, or else what the hell are you doing? Yeah, man, and it's amazing how perceptions can can change so rapidly in the NFL. Um, last week, going into this week, I thought definitively the best two AFC teams were the Bills and the Chiefs. But let's talk about the actual best team in the AFC, the Miami Dolphins, who you were our, the big the biggest believer in our preseason pod. 
Uh, granted, you've been a big believer in the Dolphins. They're they're one of your soft spot teams. But this game, man, um, really controversial in the end. Some fucking weird plays with the butt fumble. Uh, Tua just clearly getting concussed, and now they're calling it an ankle and back injury. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, as, as someone who's very familiar with back injuries – you don't stumble and fall like that and, and then get up and walk again and do it again. It just doesn't, that's just not the case. Kudos to them on kind of doing that. But like, man, I, I had to, I unfortunately, but fortunately backtracked on one of my statements is I'm going to ride the bills to cover every spread until they don't. But I took Miami heads up and <laughs> to cover this week specifically because of all the injuries on defense for the bills and true, and they have Josh Allen, so they are absolutely going to be in every game and going to win most of them. But you know, they missed a uh, Ed Oliver, a couple of their uh, prominent defensive linemen on them. But losing Micah Hyde for the entire season, and Jordan Poyer wasn't there this week. But losing Micah Hyde for the entire season, that uh, ev- it's, it's going to keep a lot, a lot of those games a lot tighter uh, than it should be. But and meshing those two kind of statements is even with Tua's back injury, that fucking dime that he threw to Jalen Waddle, 50 yards down, caught him at the five, probably more than 98% chance it doesn't happen if their safeties are there. So kind of it's what we're going to kind of expect going forward. Buffalo's a little bit more beatable, but here's my funny take on this game. The t- Bills dominated them. The score of this game makes no sense. Total total yards, Bills, 495. Dolphins, 212. That is less than half. Um, first downs, Buffalo, 31. Dolphins, 15. Less than half first downs. I don't, I don't under, and, and I'll admit, I didn't watch the full game, but nothing about this game makes sense. Time of possession, Buffalo Bills, 40 minutes, 40 seconds. Miami Dolphins, 19 minutes, 20 seconds. What did no. did, you, did you happen to catch like the oh you definitely didn't because Minnesota game was coming down to it. Yep. The last two minutes were more head and shoulders more exhilarating than the Vikings game. So they come down, um, Buffalo pins them down to use all their timeouts and it's like third and whatever. And instead of running from their one, they throw a pass incomplete, almost sack safety. So that's where the butt pump came in. But right. what was crazy was crazy about that was now they have an extra forty seconds. And then now they're only down two getting the punt. Drive down. It was fucking wild. Betting, just being a fan, just that would have been an insane game to come down to. And that last play, hell of a job by Josh Allen. And they pulled a Dallas in the playoffs and just couldn't get the damn spike down. Right. Yeah, that, that was wild. that wow. was a weird uh, where they where they fumbled the uh the snap. That was that was Man, yeah, what a bananas game. I feel bad for Josh Allen. Dude did nothing but ball out. 400 yards, two touchdowns, led his team in rushing. Um, dude, this, uh, one thing that's really concerning for Buffalo is their rushing attack sucks. Zach Moss, four carries for 46 yards. Devin Singletary, nine carries, 13 yards. Woof. Um, I think that they have a problem, though, and, it, and it's it's pretty obvious. They don't give their guys enough carries to get going. Yeah, and and some of it like oh, Josh, this we're gonna it's gonna transition just right. You know what fucking game is the game of the week next week? 
Buffalo, Baltimore. Holy, that's gonna fuck. be a, that's a, gonna be a monster game. It, it, as you talk about this has got to be the mo- the must watch, and you know, way above obviously Philly, Jacksonville, but it's gonna. This is this is the game to watch. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, I think they're the two touchdown leaders uh, for passing touchdowns. It's it's just gonna be a monster game. Just just an MVP heavyweight boxing match. Can't wait to see it. Um, and speaking of Lamar and the Ravens, uh, dude, Lamar's having a hell of a season. I, I know Steelers fans, you guys like to make jokes about this guy. This guy is absolutely crushing it. Um, and, you know, the one thing I've seen is, have you seen the meme? It's from The Wire, and it says, the price is going up. The price of the brick is going up. And it's talking about uh, just raising prices on the streets uh, every time something happens. Um that's what's happened with Lamar's contract. Every game that goes by that he doesn't sign a new one. And that's that's the thing is I've seen a lot of the media being like, why aren't they signing him? Dude, they they offered him a fuck ton of money and he turned contract. it down. That was a great contract. I'm sorry. That that is a that is a massive, just amazing deal. Um he's betting on himself and and good for him, but the my 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 only problem with that is actually, you know what? I don't even want to talk about this right now. We gotta talk about how amazing Lamar Jackson is this year. Number one passing a touchdown leader, number one passer rating, tied for fourth in rushing yards. So he's like one of the best running backs in the league. Uh, so he is truly a running back, but he's also been a good quarterback. There's only one team that has more touchdowns than Lamar Jackson, 12, and that's the Baltimore Ravens, obviously. Yeah, you know, it's I'm the, the absolutely the first person to talk shit on him because, uh, you know, they scheme perfectly around him. They, they do play to his strengths. And Mark Andrews bails him out plenty, which is fantastic. But, um, you know, and I kind of talked about it. The touchdown pass that he had to Duvernay late, that that was a fucking great pass. And for uh, Lamar and Baltimore, like, that's that just can't be like a once every three or four games. Like, he has to continuously uh, be able to make that clutch big-time throw. That was a fucking big-time throw, so I, I'll give him kudos there. But you know, going forward, he has to be able to make those can every, like every game if need be. Yeah, I mean he's he's won seventy eight percent of his career games. Uh, so I, I I don't know. I, I think I think last year and he did look awful last year. But you got you got to remember how many injuries they had. Um, if you look at just statistically from a fantasy perspective, this guy is having an absolutely historic year. Um, yeah. And it's it 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 really is wild. Uh, th- this MVP race, Lamar Jackson has 111 fantasy points. Josh Allen has 95. Uh, Ten touchdowns for Lamar, nine for jo- Josh Allen. 243 rushing yards for Lamar, 113 for Josh Allen. This is going to be a heavyweight bout to see who the MVP is, and I I can't wait to see who it is. Yeah, but we're definitely in a three uh, three man race. But kind of touching back on media real quick, uh, and back on Dan Orlovsky, he said it best, like. Right now, Lamar is fucking putting up video game numbers. And right now, he's on pace for 68 total fucking touchdowns. That's disgusting. Yeah, and I think for, if I'm Lamar Jackson, like, you know, I I get, you want to make the most money, generational wealth, all that. Um, Dude, I think he has to understand that if he takes in, like, an uh, Aaron Rodgers-type salary and the team starts to decay around him, he's not going to be able to be as good as Aaron Rodgers and, and all these players because we saw what he was like with a less-than-good team last year, and it wasn't a good product. What do they yep. do this offseason? They go out, they draft linemen, they spend a lot of money. Um, they, 
really they're just trying to bolster their defense so that they can get Lamar Jackson the football back and then just investing a bunch of draft capital in that offensive line. The offensive line looks really good again. Um, that's what you have to do with Lamar Jackson, but I'm not sure you can do it while he's the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. No, especially higher than what they've already offered him, which is, it was more than enough. Uh, you know, and, you know, humble, humble thoughts, but, you know, a lot of guaranteed money. But uh, for I have to ask you, what did you find funnier? Fucking Mac Jones's flop near the sideline. It was so bad. Or his cry face after he hurt his ankle. Dude, so the Mac Jones cry face is, it's, it's definitely the Mac Jones cry face. Um, I feel bad for the guy because, you know, when you're crying, and, and you're in that much pain, and I'm sure he's in a lot of pain. The last thing yeah. you want to do is be like, how fucking dumb does my face look right now? <laughs> yeah. so, so I almost feel for the guy like, shit, if, I, if I'm hurt as fuck, like, I, I probably have an ugly cry face. I think most people have an ugly cry face. But Mac Jones cry face, he looks like a, like, eight-year-old child that's crying because he didn't get a lollipop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was bad. And, you, you know... I think what kind of makes it worse that it turned into like a high ankle sprain versus like shattering his tibula with like with that look. Like, you know, if, if he ended up with a Dak Prescott Prescott injury and had that face, like, all right, like, all right I get it. But you know, high ankle sprain, like, I got it's a bad look, pal. Oh, really bad look. Really bad look. Um, I do want to mention just one more game before we, we move on from kind of the games. Uh, be, just because I think it's incredible what the guy's doing, and I think he's probably the most underrated coach in the NFL. My boy Arthur Smith for Atlanta is a fucking genius. I th- I really do think this. L- look at Ryan Tannehill since he has left te- as as Tennessee's uh, offensive coordinator. He found a way to unlock the biggest cheat code in the entire league in Cordero Patterson. Nobody. This guy bounced. It wasn't like he was just on the Vikings. This guy bounced around to the Patriots, so Bill Belichick couldn't figure out how to use him. He was all over the fucking league, and nobody found out how to use this absolute cheat code because he couldn't run routes. Duh. The answer was always just put the fucking ball in his hands and let him run. This guy yeah. balled out 141 yards, 8.3 yards of carry in the, in the Seahawks game. Uh, Marcus Mariota also looked, you know, he's, he's Marcus Mariota is what he is. He's just a capable guy that that's going to make some really big plays. Did you see the play Marcus Mariota against against the Rams where he completely fell like on his back, was able to yeah. stand up and complete the pass? Yeah, and I believe that was a fourth down play too. Yes, incredible. So yeah. Marcus Mariota is showing some magic, and I'm not saying this team's going to get anywhere. They're one and two, but they might be one of the best one and two teams. Uh, they lose but to the Saints by one with just a miraculous Jameis Winston comeback from comeback victory barely lose of the rams by four uh, they, they knocked- blew that lead too they yeah. were leading late and then the rams took the lead and then you know drove down and you know Jalen finally made it you know big play uh but i'm with you like it's another team we thought was going to be one of the seller teams lacking a lot of talent but they are fucking finding a way they're going to be an exciting team to watch for the rest of the season obviously keeping healthy and you know my personal bias is you know maybe throw the ball to corderell just a little bit more <laughs> yeah <laughs> And probably Kyle Pitts, if you're a Kyle Pitts owner. Um, although, you know what? I, I do got to say this about Kyle Pitts. Because Drake London's burst on the scene. Drake London already looks fucking awesome in, in Atlanta. Uh, and he's got, you know, Marcus Mariota throwing him the football. Maybe Kyle Pitts 
isn't as good as people think. I know he's six. People like to say he's six six and he's four. He runs a four four. I get that. I really do get that. I've seen a lot of guys that are six foot five, six foot four that run a four three that don't end up that good. So maybe there's something going on with Kyle Pitts that we don't quite understand. One thing that we knew about him last year is the guy can't score touchdowns. He seems like a dude that maybe plays a little bit smaller than he is. Like, yeah, he's six six, but I've seen a lot of six five receivers that don't play like they're six five. So all I'm saying about Kyle Pitts I is, Tampa. yeah, I eat t- exactly, dude. And, and and I'm just saying, like a lot of people are cursing Arthur Smith, like you can't use your best weapon. Maybe he's not the best weapon. Maybe Cordero Patterson is the best weapon. And I trust, 100%. I trust my boy Arthur Arthur Smith. So if if Kyle Pitts continues to struggle and J- Drake London, a fucking uh, unpolished sure. rookie, comes up and just starts do- continues to dominate like he has, then I'm gonna start saying that it's probably Kyle Pitts. Yeah, so and, and also just a real quick note, uh, he's still averaging six targets a game, and even in week two when he only had two of them, so the ball's finding its way in his vicinity. So it's not like a suit, like, you know, thus far, if you're getting to six targets a game, you know, you're expecting, you know, a four for 40 every, at least that every every week from there. Right. So, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Maybe it's just kind of like a mesh of things, but a lot is definitely going to be falling on him. Yep, completely agree, completely agree. Um. So yeah, uh, uh, you you want to you want you want to take this next segment? Yeah. So uh, just a couple quick thoughts. So right now, um, it, we were just talking about like the MVP race, and it's as far as I'm concerned. And you know, if you can tell me if you have a different thought right now, it's got to be obviously Lamar, Josh Allen, and Jalen Hurts. So if just with those three in a pool, who do you who do you take for MVP this season? Bet the farm on Josh Allen. The guy's better than ever. I, I th- and I, I think he I think he literally gets better every every time I see him play, he gets better and better. And he's just such a fucking super weapon. I'd bet the yeah. farm on Josh Allen. Yeah, I'm 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 with you. Like I love Jalen Hurts. I'm so pumped as like him seeing him getting doing what he's doing. But um unlike me changing my thoughts on the uh covering the spread i'm not going to change my josh allen pick and truthfully i think that that loss is going to fucking fire him up even more and so heads up baltimore uh the last question uh, i had here so just like everyone's thoughts kind of like who who how you thought each team would be performing and where they'd finish who is your biggest concern and i think that we're probably going to be on the same wagon here um and for me it's got to be the chargers like yeah. the biggest red flag. Yep, it's definitely it's definitely the Chargers. Um, I, funny enough, I'd put a close second in their own division. Uh, the Broncos are one of the worst two and one teams I've ever seen. But yeah, the Chargers, man, scored only fifty eight points, having thir- eighty four dropped on them this year. Um, I don't care how good the Jags are, you got to take care of business at home. And dude, like you were saying, what the fuck is Justin Herbert still doing in that game? down three, four scores with, you know, hurt hurt ribs. Like, it just seems like the, the, the thoughts aren't there. And it was funny because all the balls that Staley showed last year, and it cost him some games. But if you're going to play that way, you got to be consistent. And you got to and, – and, and I feel like he, he took his foot off the gas pedal and he lost the Chiefs game because of that. Um, I just don't like what I'm seeing out of this team, and they just keep getting more and more hurt. Yeah, and, and see, truthfully, like it wasn't even just at the end of the game for me. He shouldn't have even played. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not sure if he got the uh, the shot or not, which I anticipate he did because you still saw him wincing in pain. For me, if I'm jo- if I'm fucking Justin Herbert, 
0% chance in how I let that doc stick me that took Tyrod out to give me my shot. <laughs> For no sure. chance in hell. I'd be like, nope, you guys got to have someone in here that, that, that that's more qualified. But, yeah, dude, the, sure. in, the injuries continue to drop off. Uh, Jalen Guyton got, got her in the very last play of that game out for the year, torn ACL. One yes. of their best players on their entire roster, Rashawn Slater, uh, has a, bi- a bicep injury, is out for the entire year. So yeah, Guy- that, that was massive. That's a massive loss. Huge. I mean, he's a borderline all-pro last year and, and, and probably the best uh, lineman coming out of that draft so far. Um, and uh, Joey Bosa, also hurt. Suffered a significant groin injury, uh, groin injury, and for a guy like Bosa, man, he he relies a lot on you know burst and do groins are one of those things that even if he takes the time off and comes back, like he could re-aggravate it. Yeah, this team needs to be in full panic mode, full panic. Yeah, mode. that 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 very much could become a month or season long kind of issue. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. Over now, we're gonna we're gonna end the show. We always do with overreaction or based. Uh, it's it's a shoe in for Bills Eagles Super Bowl. Um, base like I, I right now there's just so much weakness and parity going on, but like I love Philly, still love Buffalo. So right now, obviously with everything that we've seen, even with the Buffalo loss, I'm I'm running running base here. I'm gonna go overreaction um, just because I'm still as much as I talk shit about the Bucks. Like, like I said, what fucking Tom Brady did this week is simply incredible. They pulled Cole Beasley off the fucking streets. Like I said, it, it, go back and look at that pass uh, to, to almost tie up the game. It was such an improbable pass, and that's what Tom Brady can do. He can, he can look at an end zone and, and all of his guys be blocked, and he somehow fits it into the tightest fucking window. The way that that guy just, just motivates his team, and I still love, just absolutely love the Bucks defense. So I have to take the Bucks. Mostly also because they believe they, they clapped the Eagles' cheeks last year in the in the playoffs, right? It, 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 yes, yeah, it, did. It, it it was it was the Eagles, and I'm just kind of worried about guys like Hertz because as good as Hertz was at the beginning of last year, he did kind of drop off at, at, towards the end of last year. Kind of like Kyler Murray when he starts to get dinged up, he kind of loses some of his weapons and he becomes less of ineff- effective. I want to believe that this is the Jalen Hurts we're going to see for the rest of the year. Um, the difference, obviously, is how good the Eagles are as a full team. But I'm still—I can't bet against Tom Brady. I really can't. But I will fucking guarantee you, it is going to be the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I, I don't. And like you said, uh, uh, lost one of their best defenders last week. I don't even care. <laughs> this this team is just too fucking good. Too They'll fucking figure good. it out. And maybe maybe Josh Allen is where Jalen Hurts might be in two years. I just think Josh Allen is just further along. Um, but would I love to see a Bills Eagles Super Bowl? I think it'd be one of the most exciting Super Bowls ever played. So I'm, yeah, I'm rooting the, for it. it. It'd be the rowdiest as far as fans at the stadium go. <laughs> Someone said that uh, the, the United States doesn't have the infrastructure to possibly support a Philly Buffalo Super Bowl. <laughs> Imagine how many tables. I mean, literally, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, they 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 burned down their entire city. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it'd be fun to watch. Uh, Dolphins get fined or punished for this Tua incident where po- a possible cover-up took place? Uh, it, for me, it has to be base. Like, you know, we, we kind of touched on it with, like, the back injury. And uh, as far as the NFLPA jumping in, I don't care what that neurologist said, uh, at 1,000 percent, especially with all the behind-the-scenes stuff going on with uh, Brian Flores and the Tom Brady tampering stuff, Dolphins 
going to be looking at some uh, more punishments coming soon. Yeah, I I, I want to say base. I'm still going to go over reaction just because I don't know. I feel like they would almost have to have someone leak it within the locker room because whatever took place within that concussion protocol, like if we think it's shady, it, it's going to be their word against against the Dolphins. And we have seen the NFL just come in and be like, fuck your word. This, this is what we think happened. You're From an optics standpoint, I think it's really obvious what happened, but I think it's going to be really difficult for them to punish him just just because he kind of fell. You know what I'm saying? But um, I think they should be punished, but I, I don't think they will. So I'm going to say overreaction on that one. Uh, Jags win the South and a playoff game. Yeah, it's an overreaction easily for me. <laughs> for sure. Uh, I, I just believe I don't I'm, I have a lot of faith in Doug Peterson, but like the, there is a very much lack of talent with the teal curtain. I can't see them keeping it up, but in the next two years, they are going to be a force. I'm going to say based on the first one, Jags win the South. I think the South is atrocious. I do think they're going to win the South, even if it's just with like 10 or 11 wins. Uh, but no, I don't think they're ready to win a playoff game because once, once the smoke clears in this AFC, there's some really shitty teams at the bottom of the AFC, but once the smoke clears um, and we see what the playoff teams are, can you imagine? Just just think about it. What if, Dolphins, Buffalo, Chiefs, uh, Ravens, um, Browns or Steelers. Like w- w- once, once we get all the best teams into that, and, and they're going to be playing one of the best teams, presumably, if they're one of the lower seeds. Like I just don't think that they have it in them. I think they're an exciting team. And they're going to be building some exciting things in the, in the coming years. But, yeah. Now, no for me on the playoff. Overreaction there. Uh, Brandon Staley doesn't make it through the season. Yes. High overreaction for me. A lot of question marks. A lot of anger, obviously, going on. But I think they'll get it together enough to kind of give them, you know, run number three. I agree. It's an overreaction. Uh, mostly just because it's not really the Chargers style. Um they are the team that fired Marty Schottenheimer after he went to an AFC championship, which is kind of weird. Um, but they don't really fire guys in season. Um, and I, I don't know if it's, if, if it would help them to fire in season, because who are they going to hire their offensive coordinators, their problem. So yeah. I think the guy that will be fired is their offensive coordinator because he absolutely Fair. needs to. And, and, uh, what's his name? It's, um, it's Lombardi's, uh, grandson. It's uh, Vince Lombardi's grandson that is their offensive coordinator. Yeah, he's just terrible, man. This this offense is a mess, and Staley's not the offensive guy. The defenses look pretty good outside of last game, so I yeah. I, I agree with you. I'm going to say overreaction. Uh, Lamar sets the record for most total touchdowns this season. Overreaction for me. Uh, well on pace to shatter it, which I think was Peyton's 55, 56. Uh, well, very much on pace, but... You know, obviously, there's the question marks in health, and can they sustain that? So it's an overreaction for me. Uh, total overreaction because he can't sustain the, the passing touchdowns exactly what you said. However, I will make a prediction: if Lamar Jackson plays all 17 games, he will break the record uh, for most. Um, wait, he probably already does. He already have the record for most rushing yeah. yards for a quarterback. Well, yeah. then, well, then he breaks his own record because <laughs> he's just going to continue to run. Um, yeah, but yeah, crazy, I, think, I think I think he rebreaks the record for rushing. And if you have this guy in fantasy, he might just carry your fucking team. He's one of these guys that like you don't even need anybody else. He's going to score you at least twenty eight points. Like twenty eight points, I think is this guy's four at this point, and he's probably going to score you in the forties. The guy's an absolute stud. Uh, NFL parody will make this year the best year of all time. 
pace, baby. We've had three incredible weeks. And just because the like the bottom tier teams are going to keep finding ways to win. So I think the parity is going to make this such an exciting season from week one all the way through the Super Bowl. Totally based. Um, I mean, I said it last year. I've said it already this year. Uh, last, last year's playoffs was kind of a preview, I think, to this season. Uh, best playoffs of all time. That Chiefs-Buffalo game is the is maybe the greatest NFL game ever played in in the history of the NFL uh it's, and and we're, we're going to get more of that baby it we Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen play get each other again this uh this season that's the beauty of the NFL scheduling is that the best teams always play each other in in, in each conference um they're going to play each other probably in the playoffs again and we're just going to continuously get these great matchups the Jaguars might be really fucking good and the Eagles might all of a sudden be the best team in the NFC like nobody can say that they actually expected any of this and even teams like the Vikings the Lions are a problem at one and two uh the Jets I mean, once Zach Wilson comes back, like, the Jets could possibly make a cup. Like, you never know. So, I don't even think we've seen a riser yet. I think that there's some there's going to be some team that rises out of the ashes. Um, and I think that the parody has only begun. And and even, even some of these teams at the top, you're telling me that the Dolphins couldn't, you know, Tua is questionable for this Thursday. The Dolphins already play this Thursday. So who knows what happens with the Dolphins? Um, I'm just I'm just curious. You know, uh, I don't think we've seen the best team, and I think even teams that appear bad um, might turn out to be a lot better than we think. Yeah, it's gonna be. I'm I'm so excited for it. It's gonna be a fun season. All right, buddy. Let's shut it down. Any closing Any closing thoughts? Nope. Just excited for next week. Super excited for next week. Um, I think I need this sport a little too much. It's unhealthy. It's unhealthy, but God damn, does it ever deliver? It's beautiful. <laughs> All right. Have a good night.